everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 495. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Deadpool. I mean Mako-chan. <laughs> That's it. I quit. Good night, y'all. <laughs> As if tonight's pre-show didn't want to make me do that already. <sighs> Deadpool, my left foot. Like, as soon as I heard, like, wait, is he going with the, uh... A bunch of with the what and a what now? <laughs> I was going to say, as soon as I heard, like, the opening part of the Pokemon theme, I was going to be like, are you going to do, like, that thing where you found, like, Emily Dickinson's poetry went, can be read to the same meter as a Pokemon theme song, and I heard the, uh, smoke weed every day, you know, all chopped up. The, <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. It was either this or uh, the positive remix because I got high. Okay, so here's... Which, you know, we probably would have got DMCA'd for, so... Yeah, we, we, we would have gotten DMCA'd for that shit, but, um... If we were, like, back on... If we were still doing the radio stream, it wouldn't have been so bad. Because we could get away with a lot more stuff. But since we're on Twitch with video and so forth, I can't just play the song outright, because that will that will automatically ping um, a DMCA. Yeah. Now, playing it as the outro, maybe... If I put it on YouTube, I haven't decided if I'm going to, I might just leave it the way it is. If I had an instrumental version, it wouldn't be so bad. So we will see what happens. What what I can find in the next one hour and 20 minutes. So maybe we can sing it ourselves. <laughs> I was feeling really depressed, but then I got high. Ooh-wee-oo. My homeboy had to talk me off a ledge. But then we got high. Now we both chill as fuck. And I know why. Yeah. Because we got high. Because we got high. Because we got high. (laughs) Oh, what the hell has happened to me? I've gone stir crazy sitting in here by myself. You still, you still, you still, you still on medical leave? Uh, yeah, until at least next week. I'll get into that. Gotcha. All right. So I I might as well say this is part of the show. How is everybody doing tonight? Eh, could have been better today. Mm. I'm tired. Mm. Per usual. When aren't you tired? I don't have an answer for that. See? (laughs) And Ichigo is off tonight. She's working on some commissions. She might be in the chat. She might not. But don't make her angry. She'll beat you with a... um, She'll probably will, what? No, no, no. She's not gonna use a sewing machine. She'll find one of her needles and beat somebody senseless with it. So, or you just you know flick it, and next thing you know, it's embedded in your forehead mm-hmm. up up to the eye. Yeah. And to refer back to what Theo X seventy five said in our chat room at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam session, look what happened to Metallica at BlizzCon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That they were big. guests of BlizzCon, and they had and, tw- and they had to sub out the mu- 
It's like it's like they were proving, yeah, this is kind of messed up. And case in point. Messed up understatement of the year. <laughs> and VX underscore eight says, please don't beat me, senseless Ichigo. Well, if you behave, she won't. She'll probably beat one of us up first before she jumps on anybody else, so who knows. Hi, Ichigo, if you're watching. Anywho... We we are live tonight, week of April 20th, 2021, right here on yes. Twitch TV. Uh, you can find us here every week, uh, every Tuesday from 9.30 to 11 at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We are part of the Voice of Geeks Network, and you can find them at vognetwork.com and their live shows at Twitch TV slash vognetwork. And come through and hang out with us in our Discord at vognetwork.com slash Discord. I'm going to have to put a command in here, so if you hit exclamation point discord the info will come up but you can just come through and hang out so you know that's how we do so uh let me go ahead and open up a background window because my tablet is it's not feeling like it wants to load windows i mean i can log in but it just sits there so i may have to wipe this machine and reinstall windows which i don't mind doing because that's all there is on this damn machine <laughs> So, so we, it's not that big of a loss, then? No, it's just that when the time comes when I retire it, it'll just be a little sad, because it was a gift from Microsoft. When when we're all working at the, all working at Microsoft, they all gave us a Lumia 640XL phone, which is in my closet, and a Surface 3. So, you know. And I remember plenty of times taking this Surface 3 back and forth, going to work, you know, while, during training, watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So it was like one of the few times I was able to watch it. So, you know. So we're going to go around the room, ask everyone, how was their week? How was their day? Kicking things off? Ari. Uh, well, you know, I guess you can notice that I uh, trimmed up the beard again. Mm-hmm. Because I was getting a little too uncomfortable with the uh, CPAP mask. Gotcha. But uh, other than that, it's just been, you know, saving money... You know, just sitting around at home doing very little, occasionally going out for food, you know, yeah. barely getting out in anything because, you know, I'm still on medical leave until at least mm -hmm. Monday because that's when my next appointment is. Gotcha. I, I did have a, a different appointment for the uh, cardiologist on Wednesday, mm -hmm. but it had to get rescheduled because I was thinking, okay, the, I need to get this, you know, find out what the hell happened with these results, with the CT scan. I need to discuss the results i don't care what doctor it is so let's just whatever's first available well wh and, whatever and doctor they, that did the, the all the work everything that's the doctor that's going to tell you so yeah and that's the uh, same kind of logic that virtually used when i you know said that yeah i can't really wait around for this mm -hmm. and they uh, rescheduled it and they were making me wait around for it <laughs> but you know other than that with the apart from the occasional you know clicking or snapping when I'm when I like step the wrong way or you know feeling like like I'm about to fall over and mm -hmm. you know crash and break something or, or myself it's right. been feeling a little bit better that's good glad but to hear that other than that I I just been playing a lot of GTA and sitting mm. at home and uh you know well you see when because when I'm on vacation I don't have to think about work because I'm like yep I this is, you know, time off I had earned. I'm entitled to, and uh, they won't call me for overtime because, unless 
shit's really gone south. Mm -hmm. But here I'm just thinking like, oh god, I hope they don't think I'm milking this. I doubt it. And besides, your union has your back. Yeah, because you know these are the same people who were like, wait, didn't you get hit by a car last week? Yeah, and your back? Yeah. So. Just be like, who knows? I'm... Maybe I have to get an MRI on this thing, and uh, maybe there's something else particularly wrong with it. You just shrug and be like, what can I say? I'm built like a tank. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how things have been going for me. Mm. Mako Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not bad. Uh, I, I basically was able to just relax all weekend. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's basically it. Well, that's a first. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, no, it was, it's actually been really nice just to, you know, rest and relax and, uh, get some shit together. Um, we ended up getting a bonus at work, so I, uh, splurged and got myself a new computer chair, which has not come in yet. I got some um, totes and stuff to help me organize everything in my room, um, got some new sheets, uh, got a uh, mouse for the laptop for when I do work on Fridays. Um, yeah, and just generally uh, been hanging out a lot in various people's Twitch streams. Mm. So what kind of computer chair did you, did you get like a, like a lounging chair or like a computer racing chair? Um, it's kind of on the, like, it's, it's not that it's a cheaper one, but it's like one of the gaming chairs, mm -hmm. but it's not got all the bells and whistles on it. Okay. Link me to it later. Uh, okay. Cause I have this feeling within a year or so, I'm probably going to need to buy a new chair. Not that there's nothing wrong with my current chair, but the company that makes it is out of business, so I may have to fall back to another company if I cannot get parts for this current chair. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, we can blame 45 for that, but that's a story for another time. Well, I do know um, that, as I said, it's, I mean, it's not, it's definitely mid-tier on the chairs um but i splurged and got the uh five-year warranty on it as well uh, look, very necessary now i got into a, a bit of an argument with somebody about this and i and, I, I, and i'll say this when it comes to gaming chairs they're all basically the same all gaming chairs are made by like the same three or four manufacturers. If you Google search gaming chairs, you'll find five different brands and they'll all look the same because it's the same manufacturers. It's just a different name. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to price, like, uh, like Secret Lab, they have $500 Bob? gaming chairs. Hey Bob, you mind grabbing some extra toilet paper? Yeah, sure. And a sandwich. Uh, nah, sandwiches for me, buddy. But um, <laughs> like, see, like Secret Lab, they have five hundred dollar gaming chairs, but they come with a ten year warranty. Whereas the chair that I have, I paid two hundred and thirty four, has a two year warranty, and I believe my warranty is basically expired. But you know, it is what it is. 
that's what it basically is. And since they're basically the same manufacturers, in some ways, it's not hard to get parts for it if you need it. So, um, Gamers Nexus actually did a video about this, and they basically say, you know, don't get a gaming chair. A regular chair is fine. Now, that's nice, but gaming chairs do fit, they do sit differently. That's somebody who Plus, uses, if you're getting sponsored and they just give you one, you kind of have to use it. I, I would, I would love, I would love, I would love that. But you know, it is what it is. Eventually, we will. I'll make one to fit my fat ass. I'll sit in it. Sure, they yeah. do. Yeah, Ronma, I just posted it in the uh, Skype chat. Mm, okay, trust me, Ari, they do. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Chris, he's a big dude. He found a gaming chair in his size. I'm not worried about oh. you know, having a gaming chair. You know, this one. This one works just fine. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, I'm actually on that Facebook group, uh, which should be not, not no surprise to anybody. But anywho, my weekend day has been kind of interesting. So in the last several days, I found out that a friend of mine had a stroke and didn't realize it. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I went, I found out through a friend that she's in the hospital, and then I'm looking back at her post, and she's, and it's like, she's not sure what's going on, but we found out it was a stroke, so I'm going to go visit her on Friday. Um, Is she okay? From my understanding, she can't move her right arm and she can't talk. Well, that's what I that's what that's what I was told through a friend. I have to go back and check the updates and see what's going on. So, it, 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 I'm the, she's gonna be all right. That yeah, that's actually very common mm-hmm. um, in stroke victims. Uh, just the one sided kind of paralysis and the um, speech paralysis. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first things to you know happen, and then it does slowly come back. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, she caught COVID from her sister. She's doing better. And another friend of mine lost her mom to COVID. So it's been, it's been, it's been a few, it's been a day or six. But on the bright side, stuff I ordered showed up. So I got a, a box full of anime here, and a couple of the anime that I bought are gifts for people. So I'm going to, because they were on sales, like why not? So I'm going to put them in bubble envelopes and ship them out tomorrow. I got a couple of figurines that came in the mail, and I'll show one of those off during Geek Roundtable. And it's like I, I'm kind of annoyed that I bought this figure because I absolutely hated the anime, but I liked how the figure looks. So I'm like, it's not that expensive. I have points. Why not? So, and that's, and also, I went to the muse the Museum of Ice Cream on Sunday with a friend. Nice. Where was that? What was that? I said, where was that? Oh, it's in like downtown Manhattan. It's near. It's a few blocks from Chinatown. It's kind of. It's nice. They give you like a, a vanilla ice cream with sprinkles, and then you kind of walk around. You kind of see 
what ice cream is and some of the toppings. And you, you discover what it's called in different countries and the popular flavors in those countries. And then there's like this massive slide you go down at the bottom and you get another thing of ice cream, which is cool. And then you go, they have like a pool set up, but it's not an actual pool, but it's just full of sprinkles or as Ari's peoples call them, jimmies. Um, <laughs> but they're not like edible type sprinkles. It's like large where they're large ones where you can actually sit, not sit kind of sit and stand and walk around in there. So, you know, it's really nice. They're like giant stretched balls. No, not that long, not large. They're about, I'd say they're about the size of my, like, like my hand, you know, about the distance of my fingers. They're like that. And as Ron before 21 says, I wanted to go there. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it was, it was nice. And my friend who decided to show up as Rainbow Bright and we're hanging out, the the, the 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 owner of the museum spotted her and took pictures of her. Nice. And I was like, cool. And then after that, me and my friend, we actually went hiking in Jersey. And I will never look at hiking the same way again when it comes to Jersey. I've, <laughs> I've gone hiking before. We found this spot. 20 minutes outside of Ridgewood. And this was not, I understand it was hiking, but this is not my type of hiking. I, it, it was like, I mean, you first things first, you had to know the symbols of like straight forward, like straight left, right turns, all of that, which we kind of figured out. But it just didn't feel like a typical hiking trail. You know, it, it just felt like, Shit was off all over the place. It's not traipsing through the. It's not traipsing through the backwoods of New Jersey unless you, if you don't come across a body. <laughs> no, but we were in an area not too far from where people called the called the Jackson Whites or something like that. I heard some. She told me a story about that. You might have to Google that. We weren't too far from that area, something like that. But it's just that you know. Climbing over the rocks and stuff like that. It's like, it just doesn't feel normal. It felt like we were off the beaten path. Like, you should not be here. But it was still the path, you know? And yeah, I actually jokingly said we'd come across Jimmy Hoffa's arm or something like that. <laughs> but it was like, it was an abandoned castle that we that we hiked to and walked all the way around. Was the inside of it spray painted with graffiti? Yeah, and most of it was gone due to a um, due to a fire. Huh. Sounds about right. Mm. And as Cedar Beery says, I mean, you could be lazy and just go to the Alpine Overlook on the Palisades. That's a decent little bit of climb. Yeah, I heard about that one. <laughs> but yeah, that was basically my weekend, and I end up tearing my um my pants while we were hiking, so they have been retired to the garbage. So <laughs> rip. Alright. Anywho, uh let's get into some housekeeping here. Uh let me see, let me go ahead and kick this over a notch. Fast to next. Wonderful. Alright, I just want all right, just want to let y'all know. Um uh, episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on YouTube. They go up a little bit about 
24 to 48 hours after each show. So once this is over, basically it'll be on YouTube on Thursday. So just look for podcast VODs and you'll find the latest episode there. Um, let's see. Don't forget to support um, the VOD Network merch uh, swag shop at um, vognetwork.com slash shop. Check out some of the cool stuff there. We are working on putting together merch for our, for our store, so we'll probably have our own merch store going up as well, as well as supporting the VOD Network um, pro shop. And yes, to count down to episode 500, we're five episodes away. I have no idea what we're planning to do, so it might just be business as usual. Who knows? So, and also, I want to give a shout out for under fan support to everybody that has um, basically thrown bits at us, cheered us on, uh, subscribed to us, paid it forward, all of that. You guys are awesome, and we really appreciate all that hard work. So, you guys are awesome. We really can't do any of this without y'all. So, thank you. And next up, we're going to go into a Geek Roundtable. This is where we talk about some of the geek gear things we've done during the week, stuff we kind of want to show off. So what you got, Ari? Um, I'm very happy to uh, show these up because yeah. you know, they are a little, oops, hang on. They're little 3D printed uh, keychains that look like old, you know, cartridge, uh, video game cartridges. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, I saw it on uh, Facebook when... I was looking at a Mega Ran, mm-hmm. his uh, one of his updates, and I'm just yeah. like, I gotta have these things now. Uh, there's a whole bunch of games I got, you know, one like one of each of my uh, fa- of one of my favorite games on a uh, NES, SNES, and a uh, mm-hmm. N64. That was a uh, Star Fox 64. This one, I know the label's kind of blurry, but you can see Chrono Trigger on that mm-hmm. one. I'm like, and the other like, one was Star Tropics. Yep, Star Tropics. Yeah, that I I noticed. Yeah, Star Tropics was yeah, a fun the, uh, game. The, it was a uh, pixel craft, the uh, people who made who made the stuff. Yeah. Are at a uh, pixelcraft81.etsy.com. Okay. See cool. that right there. Nice. And uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna use them obviously, but at the same time, I don't want to use them because I don't, because uh, you know, it might get, because I, I don't think I'll be able to order another one of these if they uh, you know, get all chopped up and uh, you know, beaten down like. Like if you see my key ring, I still have the uh, chunk of black belt from college. That's like two thousand three or four, mm. and that's like completely threadbare and gray. <laughs> I mean, I look at my keychains. I'm like, I have the ring on there from another keychain that I had. I had a really nice Venus keychain till it broke. The gla- I guess the plastic glass around it broke, but I had like the like the artwork inside of it just sitting here in my little cubicle where my lamp is. So. But the actual ring that it was on, it's still... It's, I just keep it on there because, eh, what am I going to do? Yeah. But uh, thanks, Pixel Graph. They're, they're real nice, and uh, I like them a lot. I like the games that are, port, that are uh, you know, made on, like, printed on them. At, uh, yeah, I can't talk tonight. Mm. And uh, you know, definitely get a lot of mileage out of them. That's cool. All right, Mako Pool. Show us what you got. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, for Christmas, I ended up getting the Talking Deadpool head. Um, completely by surprise. Had no idea it was coming to me. 
And um, yeah, so uh, basically it is just Deadpool's head. And you can, when you turn it on and set it up, it does uh, like time to say stuff randomly. Yeah. But you can also download the app. And when you download the app, you actually get to control some of the stuff. So I can make him say stuff in categories so you can't actually have him say something specific um, but you can pick a category and he will just start stating stuff at that point mm. um so like oh, i forgot i got a jig squirrel pull out of the blender <laughs> k-pop is not for sissies hey his head's not moving oh wait never mind i was i forgot there's a bit of a delay watching the uh Truth is, I lost my body trying to teleport with Nightcrawler into a taxi. So it's just random stuff like that. He makes jokes about himself. He makes jokes about the X-Men. He makes a lot of jokes about the X-Men. Um, Put me in a Magneto Professor X hug sandwich. Hold the Cerebro. <laughs> and then he says weird-ass crap like that. Um, but the the really cool thing, um, there is a part in the app that you can oh, set up nice. to I do pranks. And um, you set it up, you can actually, like, um, I know the commercial showed that you could actually put him in the refrigerator. And basically what that is, is when the light comes on in the refrigerator, it activates him mm -hmm. and is supposed to scare the crap out of whoever's opening the fridge. <laughs> um, but you can put him in the bathroom, you can put him in the bed. Um, put him in the fridge and um, just put him like in something. Yeah. So when it's opened, he's, his head pops out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. It, it's just like this fun little gag thing. Uh, everybody says I talk too much. You talk but, yeah. too much. You never shut up. I said you talk too much. Oh, boy, you never shut up. Hi, I'm Deadpool's head. Not to be confused with Headpool. Different guy. <laughs> and as Panzer ah. Elite uh, underscore nine says, a that's a brilliant idea. I had no idea to have the light sensor. Well, let's dance. Yeah, so there is Deadpool's head. Sweet. Also, Marco, I noticed um, your PC isn't glowing in the colors of our favorite favorite little Dorito. No, I have been having issues. Um, it went through an update, and then every time I would turn it off and turn it back on, it would tell me that I needed to reboot mm -hmm. for things to go through. So I finally got that message to go away, and now I have to get it back to all of the green. There should be was, there should hmm. be a theme there when you open up IQ to tap the point it to. Yeah, it's just I that's what I was working on before the show, trying okay. to get everything back up and running. Yeah, basic. Yeah, as long as it's the top theme, it'll when IQ loads, it'll flip right onto it. So. Yeah, because even now I'm getting I have an update on the computer. Okay. So. Once all of that's done, then I'm hoping everything will go back. It's it's not like I use it. I'll be able to use this thing a lot more once I get a more comfortable chair. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of comfortable, where's your cat? 
Um, let's see if let's see if I can do this because the uh, mouse like... isn't a, or I should say the camera is in a much better spot. So let's see if I can do this. Can you see him? Yes. That, that big gray, gray Oh, there he is. With his I am not amused um, look. Yes, yeah, so everybody meet Damien. The quote-unquote official ma- one of the official mascots of Anime Jam Session. Yes. And now he's looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? Now he has that look of I am not amused, woman. That's his default expression. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's like, well, I'll, I'll allow this just this once. <laughs> okay, back to Deadpool. <laughs> so what do you got, Ronma? Oh, the figurine um, that I was mentioning earlier during my weekend day. There is an anime that I talked about on the show a while back called um, Rent-A-Girlfriend. And I remember I talked about how I did not like it. I just, I hate yeah, watching that, that, that name just sounds uncomfortable to say. It's Oddly enough, it's a very popular manga. I found myself going from enjoying it to hate watching it in under two episodes. So... I decided to look at some of the figurines because one of the character, the main character exactly, uh, Chizuru Mizuhara has different outfits that she wears in the series. And we've watched anime where, you know, certain, where some characters have a different outfit throughout the series and sometimes they turn them into figures. So one of them is not something she's worn in the series, but she does look kind of cute. So I got this, um, bunny style outfit you know figurine of her certainly better than just wearing the same outfit day in and day out for all of your appearances yeah like 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 american cartoons would do so mm-hmm. i mean this was on sale it was coming out of uh otaku mode's american warehouse and i knocked off and i had some points so i used some of my points to pay for it and I'll say this much. I'm going to tell you all something. If you're going to buy figurines, do it through otaku mode. Because what's cool is the points that you get. Of course, the figurine cost will, will run you $25. The shipping will run you $12. If you have the yearly subscription, you get points even for that subscription. And I've used points to cover the shipping and sometimes the tax. So it saves me like $15 every time I order something, like maybe once a month or once every other month. I mean, now there's, they have, they have, um, I Miyahara from Love Live Nijigasaki, one of the figurines up there. And I'm like, do I want to order this or do I want to wait? Cause you know, I just, I just paid off the credit card bill and I'm just like, well, you will see. You know, so anywho, enough about that. Let let's get into uh, tonight's topics. Oh Lord! All right, uh, I'm so glad this one I had suggested got picked. 
I mean, I don't blame her. So I, I I'm, I'm not mad. I, I don't blame her for one bit. And as you can see, the title says, Wife Sells Husband's Yu-Gi-Oh! Cards. Some of y'all are like, well, yeah, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Cards. And some of y'all are like, she had no right to. But as Ari Let's, will explain... Uh, it, was the, it was his cheating heart of the cards. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah, wah. God damn it, Barb! Etc. <laughs> Though there will always be some people who go and become lifelong fans of youth-oriented hobbies. Other times, people grow out of them as they get older. When that happens, you can frequently find the end point of the fandom for, in the form of an online auction, where they divest themselves their otaku possessions and cash out, transferring their collection to somebody else who's still an active fan. But in the case of, but in the case of an extremely enviable collection of Yu-Gi-Oh trading cards on Yahoo Auctions Japan... Hmm. There's no sign the fan who originally amassed it has lost any of his passion for the collectible trading card game and related franchise. What has, however, was wait, this is devotion to his wife, who after discovering he was cheating, had to put the cards put up for sale, leaving the cost of her vengeance up to the highest bidder. There's a link to the bidding itself, like the listing itself, in the article. It's for a total of 26 multi... 26 binders of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, tw- at least 25 of which appear to be unopened. Wait, multi-pack boxes, like a booster box. It's, yeah, that, that's what. Many of them are from the early series in the game's history. Things like Magic Ruler, Pharaoh Server, Curse of Anubis, Thousand Eyes, Bible, Mythological Age, and Spell and Mask booster sets. And the seller also has a message. As an act of revenge against my husband for cheating on me, I decided to sell his collection. The items are unopened, so I'd be happy if I can get a good price for them. The box has been on the shelf with a cover over them, so they aren't even dusty. I don't have much familiarity with collectible card games, but to my untrained eyes, the items have no damage or tearing, so please accept their condition as is. And bidding opened on Saturday at just 1 yen, and as of this article's publication, there have been over 300 bids, and the price is about 6.5 million yen. That's about 63 three thousand dollars and they're saying things like i know he cheated on the burb isn't it going too far like if he's going to be angry at somebody he should be angry at himself for cheating a single unopened early series box can go for several tens of thousand yen by itself did the other woman use oh god damn it they're making card puns in the comments because of Mm -hmm. course they are now i could tell you the auction is closed, but you can see the cards that that, that that are up for auction. And who boy. But yeah, this uh this guy's paying big. I mean, I guess he should consider himself lucky that she didn't just torch the cards. Yeah. Still, this could be the first episode to a Yu-Gi-Oh! anime filler arc. <laughs> and and the secondary characters, the uh, like, and the and the couple are just secondary characters, and uh, you know, trying to get the either get the cards back or sell them off or do whatever to them. Yu-Gi-Oh! probably duel and pull some Deus Ex Machina card out of his ass. You know, standard stuff. 
All right, Mako, what if you were the spurned wife? Would you sell the cards or be more devious? Um, I would, just because I collect cards myself, yep. I don't play games, um, I collect cards because they're pretty. I would have to look up and see the pricing I could get on the cards and sell them individually. Makes sense. Because I I would want as much money out of that fucker as I could get. <laughs> you may get lucky and pull some secret rare bomb in one of the earlier sets that's just completely broken even by the standards of the early seasons. Like, I saw something similar where the, some guy live-streamed opening, opening up a uh, box of alpha magic cards, like yeah. the first ever expansion. And he pulls a freaking uh, black lotus in the butt, like in the very last card. I'm sorry. Goes... I'm sorry. If I got my hands on a box of alpha, I wouldn't open it. It would just stay sealed. I would not open it. I don't. I don't care. I don't care if the cards individually would be worth more. I would not open it. You could hold on to it for a long time. Yeah, because uh, I'm just really saying, like, a box... people who would open it. Yeah, like, a box like that doesn't exist anymore, you know. That's why I wouldn't open it. Most likely it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. A Black Lotus sold in January of this year for $511,000 for just that card. Oh. <sighs> Maybe I will open the box after all. Yeah. <laughs> but how much would the box originally be going for, though? That's the question. Someone could probably flip it. Like, yeah, and not knowing what will be in it, they could probably flip it for easily like ten grand. I say at least, be crazy enough to buy it. I say, I mean, a box of Alpha will probably be at least anywhere between five to seven grand, at least. I, that's that's what my assumption is, because the thing is, you don't know what's inside. Because what if there is no Black Lotus in there, you know, and it goes for like an exuberant amount, and someone opens it up? Oh well. Granted, you can find some other members of the Power Nine, <laughs> but yeah, the Black Lotus is the is the big fish. Yep. Um, from what I'm seeing here... You get lucky and pull a mox or two. Mm. Yeah, from what I'm seeing here, an entire unopened box would possibly go for 200000 Woo! Wow, I was lowballing that number. Same. Majorly. Um, one packet. One booster pack. Um, I'm looking on here on eBay. Uh, eBay, it sold for $39,500. Take the Pawn Stars. I'll give you three fifty. dollars <laughs> Best I can do is three fifty. dollars That's insane. Can we uh, move on before we get too distracted with this? Absolutely. This is probably how Mako-chan feels when you and I talk about wrestling. Mm, fair. All right, like cards. They're pretty. <laughs> anyway. See? Um, See? They're pretty and they're expensive. 
which is why I keep them all in nice, clear envelopes so that I can see them and they're still not being touched and played with. <laughs> anyway, so uh, 17 years after the debut of the first Pretty Cure anime, the series is getting its first cosmetic store aimed for adults. Uh, Bandai launches its Pretty Holic online store, uh, launched in February to coincide with the release of the Tropic Rouge Precure anime. And last Friday, it launched the Pretty Holic Looks store page for adults. Um, it has little uh, key charms. Um, the first line of uh, first lineup of items is fragrance bombs based on the characters of uh, Futari Wa Precure from 2004. And... Damn it, Damien! I'm in the middle of something. He's like, pay attention <laughs> to me, damn it! And yes, Precure 5 Go-Go from 2008. Each bomb uh, costs approximately $25. Pre-orders in Japan are open until May 28th, and the items are expected to ship in October. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's been a while. the The fact that they're mm. only just now doing something like this for pre for uh, Precure um, is kind of sus, just because of what Damien, <laughs> uh, just because of what the series is about and everything like that. Um, just knowing that you know, product is a very large largely based on how a series does in Japan. Just the fact that they haven't touched on makeup and care accessories like that um, seems a little weird, no, but they're finally getting there and things are coming along. And uh, yeah. What? <laughs> what? Oh my God. He's not fighting the other one, is he? No, he's humping my blanket. <laughs> You all wanted Damien, and now you got Damien. <laughs> all right, I'm done. But then again, this is, this is not this the is first. What happens when I put him on camera? He wants to show off. This is not the first time he has humped the humped your blanket while we were doing a show. No, it's not. <laughs> um. Okay, so on to the next. But before we get uh, to the next one, I just want to say, mm -hmm. I just, I believe it's kind of sus. See how Bondi. Created Precure after the rousing success of another Magical Girl series, Sailor Moon, and then seeing all the merch coming off of that show and cosmetics coming out of that show being sold, and they're like, "Oh, we need we to do this over this here," train. you know? Oops. Camera down. Camera down. Whoops. There we go. Camera normal. Kind of nope, camera down. <laughs> the camera has said, no, hell no, I'm done with you. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. And I hear him still. Hey. 
Okay. Chef's kiss. Alrighty. All right, can I continue? Absolutely. Okay, I'm looking forward to this. I really, really, really hope that I can actually get some of this. Mm. But um, Ghost in the Shell is going to salute three of its heroes with three different flavors of sake. Ghost in the sake. <clears throat> or sake in the shell. So, uh, sake aficionados will tell you that there's nothing like a cup of the stuff after a hard day's work. So shouldn't the same apply to a hard day's battle? That's the concept behind a trio of new sake varieties that their makers are makers say are for drinking a toast after the fight is done. And were created in the image of three characters from the cyberpunk anime manga franchise Ghost in the Shell. Uh, the specific Section 9 salutes are being given to uh, Motoko, her longtime partner Bato, and the Tachikoma robots that uh, occasionally pilot into battle. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> I'm going to have to kick you out of my room soon. Um... The each bottle's label has an illustration of its respective uh, inspiration drawn by the character designer for Ghost in the Shell uh, SAC 40, 2045. Um, oh, so that's, that's the, new, the new series. Yes, it is the new series. Did it come out already? Standalone complex? No, there's um, it's a reboot. Oh, okay. Um, while the labels all come from the same artist, the sake themselves are produced by three different breweries and have different tastes. Mm. So um, Motoko Kusanagi's version is light and dry with 15.5% alcohol um, with noticeable polished rice aroma and flavor. Bato's is a heavyweight of the bunch at 18% alcohol cons uh, content with crisp, full-bodied dryness. And Playful Chachkoma, um, it is a 16% alcohol sake with the scent of fresh apple and refreshing flavor that lets the natural sweetness of the rice dance across your taste buds. Hmm. Um, so all three of the sake varieties are available in the online sake merchant Current. Um, identically priced at uh, 38.50 yen, which is $37 for a 720-milliliter uh, bottle. This includes a decorative box and separate sticker version of your bottle's label. And let me see. So they do have a website. It is unfortunately... Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, ooh, go back, go back, go back. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. If you can find an English version, you gotta link us to it. That's what she's doing. Yes. It's not an it's not an English version. Um, but when I put it in, Google automatically comes up and translates it. Um. So You're yeah, using it's. Chrome, it is a products dot current k u r a n d dot j p slash slash ghost in the shell hyphen s a c. 2045. If not Chrome, um, the new Microsoft Edge. Yeah, unfortunately, I know that they are not going to ship overseas, which is sad because I would really, really like to at least have the bottles. 
Mm. We could each taste the, you know, one flavor for each of us. I, I actually, I mean, as much uh, as much as I really like sake, I really just want the bottles. the The bottles are really, really pretty with their labels on them. Um, I really actually enjoy this art design. Mm. Um, but I do want want the uh, Tachikoma one, uh, just because I do like a, a sweeter version of sake, and the other two are labeled as dry, so I know they're not going to be as sweet. Man, I'd take the Bato one. But I mean, that, even, that one that even, goes right up my alley. So, uh, even the box that it comes in, sure. the box that it comes in actually has all three versions of the art on it. Um, so even if I, <laughs> I just want the box, <laughs> it's pretty. And Ron before 21 agrees with you. I want the sake and the bottles. You, you know, you'd look like, like Maka, you'd probably, you know, drink it quote unquote properly. Meanwhile, I'll have my Ari straw in the bottle itself, just mindlessly sipping off of it. <laughs> and I'll just probably pour mine into this Sailor Venus uh, Stein and just call it a day. Um, I the fact that I do have a sake set, I, I do enjoy um, having appropriate sake. Um, but I tend to like my wine cold, so I do like, um, basically just using my sake and wine glasses. Okay. Sometimes mixed with plum wine. <clears throat> what? Sake and plum wine together are really yummy. Okay there, Lush. I'm not a Lush. I just ate out at a specific Japanese restaurant quite often and that was one of their special drinks was to mix them and it was tasty <laughs> I'll take your word for it now next that, up yeah, now that we got that out the way you can't say you can stop old people from doing things and that's what this is all about the creator of Gundam, Yoshiyuki Tomino, has said his goal is to crush Demon Slayer and Evangelion. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you could do a Gundam Evangelion crossover and the Gundam wins, I could see that. If, if you want the Gundam Ava crossover to go well, all you got to do is have Hiro Yui pick a fight with Shinji. Oh, like that'll get that. Like that's enough to get Shinji into the goddamn uh, robot. <laughs> well, it'll it'll be over in like ten seconds. True. Yeah, I mean, are you talking about them in Mecca, or are you talking about them as humans? As humans. Um. Okay, I I I think pacifist Relina would be able to beat the crap out of Shinji. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that kid had a family. Jeez. <laughs> An incredibly fucked up family, but still. So here's the thing. Gundam is a un is unique in a way that the myriad branches of the franchise all have their own individual storytelling style and atmosphere. But the overarching theme is essentially giant robots cool, but war bad. That said, 
Gundam creator Yoshiyuki Tomino is adverse to a pretty aggressive choice of words when discussing his motivations and goals. Tomino was recently interviewed for a segment on TV on TV Asahi's Isamu Hayashi's Ima Desho Koza variety program. During the conversation, Tomino offered some startling thoughts on Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, whose theatrical anime recently brought recently became the highest grossing movie of all time in Japan. Suck, suck that, Amino, um, Hideakiano, whatever. And Evangelion, which has scored an instant box office hit with its fourth and final rebuild of Evangelion movie. In regards to the two franchises, Tomino said, As long as I'm still alive and making anime, I have no problem saying I'm going to crush Demon Slayer or I'm going to crush Ava. However, this isn't necessarily because Tomino thinks poorly of either series. Instead, he was making a statement about his competitive fire and determination to make his anime the best of the best. If you don't have that attitude, you can't keep working in TV anime after you get into your 80s. Well now. The Big 8-0 is a milestone that Tomino will hit this fall, and it's an age where most people have retired, especially in a youth-oriented field like anime. But yet, he's still creating... With his two high-profile anime movie projects coming soon, next month's Mobile Suit Gundam's Hathaway's Flash, adapted from a no novel by Tomino, and July's Gundam Reconquista in G, the legacy of space which he is directing. Aren't we kind of done with G Gundam? Just saying. Though Tomino hasn't directed a television anime since uh, the 2014 Reconquista Reconquista and GTV series. His comments make it sound like he's going to get back to the format soon. The Gundam creator's philosophy is quite different from that of Studio Ghibli's co-founder Hayao Miyazaki, who generally can't be bothered to talk or even think about anyone else's anime while pursuing his personal artistic vision. Ghibli films, though, are sort of in a class of their own with a class of their own in Japanese entertainment world never really having to direct completely with other anime for attention, recognition, or revenue. Gundam, though, shares fan headspace with a lot of other anime series, so Tomino's sense of rivalry with Demon Slayer and Evangelion isn't a complete shock. Not that Tomino doesn't want to crush Miyazaki's animes as well. So, yeah. I, I like his motivation for it. He's not doing it to be you know, to be like, I am the best there is. He's doing it because it's competition, and competition is good. It brings out the best. So, sure, why not? And as Ron before 21 says, he looks like he'll pilot a Gundam to the other creator's house and stomp them out. I think he would. I definitely think he would. <laughs> Probably. Sounds like him. Hmm. All right. Uh, next. Next up. Um. Black Butler. That's an anime I I haven't heard from in a while. Yeah, it's uh celebrating its fifteenth anniversary with a special exhibition. Nice. Uh, to commemorate the fifteenth anniversary of serializing Yanato Boso's popular dark fantasy manga series Black Butler. In the monthly magazine G Fantasy, Square Enix will host a special exhibition titled Black Butler Exhibition Rich Black, 
starting in August 2021 at the Matsuya Ginza department store in Tokyo in August 2021, then traveling to Osaka, Yogo in Ishikawa. The Black Butler manga has been serialized in magazines since September 2006. Through a wide variety of mixed media projects, including TV, anime features, they get TV, anime, anime feature films, live action films, and musicals. The series has gained popularity not only in Japan, but also all over the world, mm. printing more than 30 million copies worldwide, worldwide as of April 2021. The exhibition, which will start touring nationwide this summer, is based on the concept of the theme color Rich Black, a wow. black that is... Oh, swing and a miss. Bluetooth fail. Bugansies. Okay. God damn it, Deadpool. Thank you, Deadpool. Uh, Rich Black is a black that is deeper than black created by laying various colors on top of black. And it'll feature the author Yana Toboso's beautiful hand-drawn illustrations. It'll also display the original manga drawings to look back on many famous scenes and popular episodes from the manga's Red Butler arc, Circus arc, and Luxury Liner arc to the latest Blue Cult arc. In addition, original goods for the exhibition will be available at the venue. So if you're really into Black Butler, you'll uh, you'll really like this stuff. I know a couple of people. And uh, yeah, feeling old for the umpteenth time. I remember there's at least one uh, cooking show on YouTube that cooks fictional dishes, and they they went after like they uh, recreated you know the curry buns from the show. I I I have it on my YouTube under the. You know, the cooking stuff, you know, fit list. I'll, uh, I'll have to link it to you guys sometime that I can show you what I'm talking about. And look, Cinderberry, if you feel old now, just go on YouTube and look up Iron Chef. Not Iron Chef America. Not Iron Chef USA. Iron Chef. Welcome to the club. Of old folks. I love watching Iron Chef. Mm. I'm seeing videos that's, that say... 12 years ago, 13 years ago, yep. etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what's been screwing me over. Screwing me up, I mean. Look, over the last few days, you know, there's been talk of Ronma one half, like, celebrating the anniversary of the series, and I'm just like, awesome! And I'm like, wait, anime is how old? Oh my god. You know? Anywho, uh, speaking of feeling kind of old, talk about Castlevania from Netflix for a brief moment. For some of y'all, it's it's fresh. It's new. Castlevania is based off of a 25-plus-year-old series that started out on the MSX and the NES we're talking 1985-86, around that era. So, and if I'm not mistaken, the anime is based around Castlevania 3, which is also a pretty decent game. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I actually need I actually need to finish watching that. So, I just you know started watching again because of the uh, announcement about it. I started watching episode t- season two, and I just stopped for some odd reason. I I I will get back to it. So, anywho, as the saying goes, 
all good things come to an end. The fourth season of Castlevania is coming. There is a new teaser trailer, but unfortunately, it is going to be the final season of the anime. According Which to doesn't the streaming, surprise me. See, after I get into this, I want to talk about that for one second. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Netflix has released a new trailer for, for it. So that we know that it's going to be a fourth season, but it's also going to be the last, and it premieres May 13th. But according to Deadline Hollywood, Netflix is going to continue producing additional Castlevania series set in the current universe with different characters, which is kind of cool. So it's going to be like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and just be generational. Kind of, sort of, but the difference is with, with, with JoJo... None of it's a spin-off. It it's, it all falls together. Whereas with this, we're going to see spin-offs of different characters. And I remember there was we're talk... We're going to end up seeing you have, you have future or past Belmonts, in other words. That would be kind of interesting, you know? Because remember, there, there are different... There's, I mean... We, all right, which Belmont is, is this one? Trevor? Trevor, yeah. Yeah, we don't know anything about Simon, and there's a few others, you know, from different games that we don't know about. So we could see though we could see ca- those types of characters as well. Yeah, but, it depends on what games they decide to, you know, to. What is it? Uh, I can't think of the word. It's, you know, what what, uh, what games? What game's uh, story they decide to follow? Right. Implement, that's the one. Gotcha. What N- game they decide to implement? Yeah. Now, the cut... Like, if they go with Simon, you know, they'll get at least two games out of it. You know, mm-hmm. Castlevania and, and uh, Simon's Quest. So. Yeah... Now, now to kind of go back to the aspect, you know, to what Marco Chan was saying about the seasons and so forth, you know, at you know, when like certain television shows and animes come out, and then it's like, oh, this is our final season, and people get upset about it, and I'm like, well, it can't go on forever. This is not The Simpsons, you know, and <laughs> you know, and, and it can't, and that caught my mind, um. When they announced that the season three of DuckTales was the final season and everybody got upset. And I'm sitting here going, well, and I did some research. I'm like, well, the original series was only four seasons, so I'm not surprised by this, you know. It did seem like it was more than four seasons, but it was only four. I mean, you can only milk something for what it's worth. I mean, like, this is not, it's not like, um, Bleach with all its filler episodes. I mean, come on now. Mm-hmm. As long as... By the time it gets to the final season, as long as everything flows together smoothly, it's... It, we should be good. That's it, that's it, you know? I mean, granted, Voltron was kind of rushed, but it flow, it flowed really well into a fin- to final episodes, you know? So it wasn't, it wasn't so bad. I, I think that, like, just Netflix speaking, I think mm-hmm. that is part of their issue, is that they announce that they're canceling a series and don't give time for the series to come to 
a natural end. Um, so a lot of it feels rushed. Um, like you said, Voltron. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that Sabrina felt rushed by the end of it. Yep. Um, I, I just there, there's a, a better way that they need to handle this so that we do get a full finalized version of you know even if we end with you know a two-hour special or something like that at the very end just Mm -hmm. so that you know hey don't say oh you know you guys are in the end of season three you are already almost done recording season four we're not gonna give you season five so if the writers aren't expecting that they don't have a fleshed out ending for the series because netflix didn't give them time to give them one right but i mean like there but there's the exception like lucifer that the final season has wrapped you know they finished that's going to have a natural ending yeah but they gave lucifer time Mm mm-hmm Mainly, exactly. because, mainly because every time they thought that they were going to be canceled, they're like, "No, we're going to give you another season." Yeah. I mean, when it comes to like Sabrina, I mean, they I would have been happy with a follow up special to kind of you know because the way it ended, I was not happy with it. Like nobody, like, nobody I have spoken to that actually watched Sabrina was happy with the ending. Like I watched um, Shameless, the final episode dropped Sunday. Evidently, Showtime wasn't smart and put it on demand Sunday afternoon, and people watched it early and were not happy. I wasn't too fond of the last two episodes, how things happened. They could have done better. Some were saying it was because of COVID and this or that, which I totally get. But they knew that this was the final episode. The writers could have gone to Showtime and be like, okay, if we're ending it like this, let's do one additional episode like a 90-minute wrap-up to make things make sense, you know. That would have mm-hmm. been nice, you know. But it is yeah, what Yeah, I it mean, is. like like Supernatural, the way that Supernatural ended, that was due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, they had already had, like, they knew it was going to be the last season. They had to actually stop recording in the middle of the season because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And then they had the last two episodes left to record, and because of COVID, couldn't bring back everybody you know, to record for those two episodes. Mm -hmm. So the entire, you know, concept that they had had to be scratched for a lesser concept. You know, if it was something like that, I could understand that. Yeah. But when you are, you know, when you have something like this and it's just cut short, like Netflix, at least for Castlevania said, you know what, we're not going to extend this. This is going to be the last season. So they have, a little bit of a chance mm-hmm. to, you know, get the ending. But you're talking about a series that's based off of a game. So, yep. I mean, they're using game piecing for the concept and the plot. There's, you know, you, there's only so far you can go with that. True. And as Asia DeBerry says, um, it's, I, he goes, I mean, it's not like... It's, I mean, it's not like Eureka where it was like, oh, hey, we're canceling this. Uh, We're halfway through this season. Yeah, well, you have a few episodes to clear it up, and then you have a series finale episode. Wow. I've heard of that happening. I mean, there are plenty of times where something was originally given the green light that they were going to have, you know, a next season, and mm-hmm. then they don't, i.e. Firefly. 
As much as we bitch and moan about Firefly, and we all bitch and moan about Firefly, they were supposed to have a second season, and then they came back and went, you know what, we're not giving you a second season. Thus why they got a two-hour movie. I mean, granted, the fans bitched about the movie, too, but still, you know, that's not on the production crew then that's yeah. on the writers i.e yeah. joss whedon um he just didn't finish everything that he wanted to in the movie or he just you know did his own thing which is more typical anyway and look if y'all really want to know how firefly's friendly ended just watch cowboy bebop and outlaw star that's it <laughs> pretty much and as ron before everyone says Netflix is famous for canceling series due to cost and whatever reasons they give. Consider Sense8 series on Netflix. No, on Hulu. Netflix, Netflix's reasoning is over money. Yep. It's they get not more, because... They get more hype from uh, new shows than just extending exactly. older ones. Exactly. It's not the cost of a series. It's the fact that four series four seasons into a series people aren't going to be as hyped over right. you've already got fans you've already got a set selection of people watching so they will cancel that seat that series and create a whole new series sometimes even the exact same freaking series with a new name and have people try and hype over it that's I mean, netflix's mo now netflix rebooted one day at a time and by the third season the ratings started to drop and they're like, yeah, we're done. So luckily another, another network picked it up and gave them a fourth season. I think it was pop TV or one of one of them gave them a fourth season. So, you know, sometimes things like that happen, you know? And yes. Outlaw well, I mean, Look good. at, look at Lucifer. Yep. Lucifer was on, you know, Fox. on TV and then was going to be canceled and was picked up and then was extended on streaming for quite a while mm -hmm. when everybody thought it was going to end as, you know, even earlier than it already has. Yeah, pop TV. All right. Now it's time. It's the part of the show that y'all really like to enjoy and stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan. I'll take the first one. Okay. Here. I'll take the second one. Hmm. Fuck it, I'll take the third one. <laughs> and we'll just have to uh, I, I... leave the last one for later on yeah, a part of me expect I, part of me was like looking at third one I'm like that's either going to be ichigo or mako it's going to be either one of them doing it <laughs> now I, I i figure um the innuendo and the puns uh, no i'm too tired for that <laughs> but this first story though i mean i i i, I don't blame the teacher at all i i really don't the teacher was disciplined for drinking alcohol during class. Yep. Students driving you to drink is no excuse to open a cold one in the classroom. Bullshit, says all of America's teachers. Mm-hmm. J 
Japanese schools are known for enforcing strict regulations, and one of the most common rules implemented by a large majority of schools is a no drinking policy during class. It's not just students who aren't allowed to drink during class either, it's frowned upon for teachers too, given that they should be setting a good example for their children. But not all teachers care about setting a good example, <laughs> as evidenced by one elementary, elementary school. Whoa. These badass kids make you drink. Uh, yeah. According to the Prefectural Board of Education for Okinawa Prefecture, the 51-year-old teacher wasn't just sipping water or juice. He was found to be drinking alcohol. The incident occurred on two occasions, with the teacher drinking a 12-point-ounce... 12.3 ounce can of Chuhai in front of the classroom during Feb during class on the 22nd of February and then again on the 26th, my birthday, while the students were working on individual tasks. A wide variety of Chuhai brands exist on the market and while it's not known which one he was drinking, a student in the class at the time recognized the can to be alcoholic and reported to, and reported to another teacher. Snitch. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say snitches get stitches in Japanese? Or what's the Japanese equivalent? Hmm. Anyhow, uh, when questioned by fellow staff, the teacher admitted to drinking in class, expressing remorse and saying he drank it on impulse. On April 15th, the Okinawa Prefectural Board of Education told the media that the teacher had been disciplined with a 10% reduction in salary for three months hmm. in accordance with the Local Public Service Act. The head of the Prefectural Board of Education apologized for the teacher's actions, saying it was not correct to conduct it was not correct conduct for a civil servant in the education system. He also said the board would not strive to restore trust and prevent a. He also said the board would strive to restore trust and prevent a, a recurrence by tightening disciplinary actions for staff and ensuring thought thorough implementation of public service act through schools and in the region. That, so yeah, that teacher looking at the reduction in pay is probably going worth it. <laughs> oh, now I can't buy as much alcohol, you jerks. <laughs> Those bastards. And uh, Rama four twenty one asked about like, in, in class. If it was an American cl class, he'd have the helmet with the two beers on it, with the straws going into the mouth. No, 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 no. What? So, some teachers will just sit there with the flask and be like, I don't give a fuck. My union has me covered. Drink. I, I had a teacher That's in middle school that I had a teacher in middle school that pulled his flask out very often. That's called tenure, kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that could be a good joke. What do you call a teacher that sits there and teaches but also drinks from a, a, a flask? Tenure. Tenure. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to tell that one to my teacher friends. They're going to get a kick out of that. This is, did they include the same one who saw the Steiner math promo and nearly quit teaching? No. No. <laughs> At least not that time, I hope. So. <laughs> Moving right along. <sighs> Moving right along. <clears throat> uh, man arrested for breaking into a store and putting on the female staff's apron and shirt. And suspect admits that it was a crime of passion. What? 
<laughs> so, a 25-year-old man in Fukuoka City was caught red-handed attempting to steal the uniform of a woman he fancied from afar. The incident occurred sometime after 8 p.m. on the 14th of April, when the suspect broke into a knick-knack shop inside of a shopping center. While inside the store's back room, he put on the sweatshirt and apron of a female employee and then tried to make his escape. However, a security guard on patrol spotted the man and turned him over to police. In custody, the young officer, the young office worker admitted that he had been overcome with sexual desire after spotting the employee inside the shop doing, during business hours. It was That's that the worst rendition of Hitman that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was that leaping logic that from seeing a woman you like to committing a felony so you can wear her apron that lost many readers online. Uh, quotes, I'm not sure that he want. I'm not sure what he wanted to accomplish, but it doesn't look good. I think this is bad, but I just feel sorry for the guy. He's got problems. <laughs> you think? Um, it starts with stealing aprons, but can escalate to something really bad. These people need GPS trackers. <laughs> Uh, I can't even understand a millimeter of this person's thought process. Uh, that shopping center should really be concerned about its security. In defense of the mall security, the guy was quickly arrested. However, he really didn't seem like a master thief either. I mean, inconspicuousness really is the cornerstone of the crime, and aprons, as useful as they otherwise are, simply do not help in this regard at all. <clears throat> this idiot was probably like... Oh, God, it smells like her. Oh, God. That is very weird. Yeah, that, but not that, too far from the truth to think about. It's, but yeah, it's... even Florida man will look at this guy and be like, what? <laughs> you think so? And Florida man's the kind of person who kills his imaginary friend and turns himself into the police. Deadpool? <laughs> I mean, oh, granted, Deadpool's loose. not Florida man, he's Canada man, but yeah. You know what? I I I absolutely got nothing on that. Absolutely nothing. So I'm going to go ahead and drop the last story of the night. <laughs> and given this story and the title and double entendre behind it, I know many of the, uh, the the chat groups I'm in that would take this way more than what you'd expect. So, anywho. McDonald's Japan has the new Taste of Mommy McShake that brings a marvelous milk, marvelously milky milkshake to the menu. What? You heard me. Doesn't mean I understand. Well, let me see if I can help break this down for you. One of the joys of McDonald's in Japan lies in the incredible, innovative seasonal menus which can contain anything from springtime sakura delights to collaborations with famous chocolatiers like Godiva. 
One company that has never crossed McDonald's collab threshold is Fujia, a household name in Japan due to their incredibly tasty cookies and creamy hard candies. Their flagship milk candy, Milky, is especially famous with statues of Pico, the girl that's on their packaging. And, and in regards to this packaging, it's stationed all over Japan. Its slogan, Milky wa mama no aji. Milky is the taste of mommy. Phrasing. Exactly. The slogan is very famous to this day. Here, the taste of mommy stands for the, in the comforting, warm presence that children are likely to feel towards their mother rather than anything salacious. Now, that, all that changes come tomorrow, or in this case in Japan, today, when McDonald's and Fujia will join forces to bring McDonald's customers a brand new treat in the form of McShake Milky no Mama no Aji. Milky's taste of Mommy McShake. Plus a collaborative waffle cone Ichigo no Milky no Mama no Aji. Strawberry Milky's taste of Mommy waffle cone sauce serve. What the fuck? Good lord. My poor ears and my poor eyes having to read and listen to this. For at this point, phrasing is an understatement. Yeah, they're going to open up in the morning and there's just a line of fetishists going like a mile down the road. Knowing Japan, I wouldn't be surprised. The, You've seen that, that scene from Yakuza 2, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the McShake will run you about 120 yen, which is $1.10, for a small and 140 for a medium. The paper cup that is that the shake is served in will sport one of four different designs on there. Meanwhile, the ice cream cone will be a heftier purchase at 250 yen per cone. The ice cream also features the distinctive creamy taste of milky candy mixed in with a double helping of both milky and strawberry milky flavored sauces. The whole affair is topped with a generous sprinkling of crushed strawberry flavored waffle cone pieces and is served in an adorably colorful floral wrapper that harks back to the milky candy packaging. So make sure to order yourself a tasty milky treat at McDonald's while stocks last. It might be one of your last chances to grab one of the McDonald's Oreo cakes too, so why not go all out? And I see it to me where he says, Taste of Mommy. That sounds like something the witch Charlotte would enjoy. Well, depending on, depending on where you are in that fandom, any of the other girls wouldn't mind it either. But um, <laughs> Meanwhile, every single woman in Japan with a bus size bigger than C is just not going to McDonald's anymore. Says you. get paid well for their donations, I guess? Hey-o! <sighs> oh, God. Oh, help me. There is no help for you, me, or Mako for any of us. Yep. And I think Sad. at this point, we should log off. Yeah, we gotta pull the eject seat. Eject button for the... the hit. Pull the ejection button. Let- 
I yeah, can't. but unfortunately, uh, the ejection lever is kind of stuck, so... And I'm you know. not even high. <laughs> oh, God. But now I wish... Now you wish you were. Yeah, well, I also work for the government, so... It's no fun being dry right now, so... But any... I just realized my light just went out, and I'm just gonna let it stay off. So... If you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're going to straight up tell you. So, if you got a moment, tell us what you think of the show. Drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website, AnimeJamSession.com, where you will find our weekly podcasts, anime reviews, convention reports, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, editorials, and so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget to follow our podcast wherever you go on your mobile device. You can find all of our episodes on Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anywhere where you get your podcast, you will find our episodes. And that's Anime Jam Session. For 490 episodes, check them out. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages. YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just put in Anime Jam Session and you'll find it. Follow us on Facebook for our con- convention book cosplay coverage. Twitter for when we're going live and updates on our website. And YouTube for convention videos. I have to go through my other drive to see what I can pull off it and I can see if I can upload stuff. So, yeah. And for those of you who are giving to the tip jar, which is down below, we appreciate that. If you haven't yet, look down below. There are links to our Ko-Fi where you can drop a few dollars. Our stream levels where you can give a few dollars. You can cheer us money for bits. We appreciate that. And the auto-hosting, a little bit goes a long way. So if you are on Twitch and you like this, host us when we go live. Spread the word. We'd appreciate that. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. I'm going to go back to watch Castlevania before I have to go to bed. Mm. Last words, Mako-chan. I'm going to go to bed. My last words, I'm going to be looking at the ice cream in my fridge in a different light now, so god damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, this is it. End of list. We are getting out of here. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, and Ichigo will tell us what's been going on with her because we miss her terribly. So, we're getting out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. All right, Mako-chan, say good night. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. We're getting out of here. See you all next week.
This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!